Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio uh, with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran, or as we call him at Absolute, the AC. Oh, do we? And uh, you can uh, text us on 8 12 15 uh, this morning if you want to join in and be part of the show. Or you can follow us on the Twitter, which is at Frank on the radio. I believe that is my housekeeping complete. Now we can yeah. relax. We've got the administration out the way. If people are calling me the AC, is that why they keep complaining that it's hot in here? <laughs> little air conditioning joke <laughs> to start yeah. the show with. Yeah. No idea I was going to say <laughs> that. It was completely just spontaneous. turned it down. I turned it down. <laughs> I didn't really mean it. It was an AC air conditioning. I prefer... Oh, I, I usually just say... I'm hot, and then I let yeah. someone uh, yeah. do it. I can't say that because people think I'm menopausal. <laughs> or they, maybe they just think you're showing off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I must say I'm feeling a little bilious oh. this morning. because they've, you? they've got some new carpet laid now. Oh, at, yeah. um, yes, at I met absolute. the carpet layer on the way in. Yeah, I found, um, I found the, the zigzag pattern. I, I just threw me a bit. It's quite... It's like, you remember the old Vertigo um, record labels? Mm. It used to be like a sort of spiral. used to drag you in. You feel like you were going to drown in your own record player. Yeah, well, record player, kids, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. It reminded me of um, a bloke who used to sit next to my girlfriend at work. He used to keep notes of every illness that she complained of. And then when she left, he gave her this... Look, page after page of all this stuff. Wow. And one of them that sticks in my mind was um, headache from stripy dress. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I felt this morning about the, uh, about the carpet. Mm. I think it is possible to, uh, to be thrown by a carpet. Oh, OK. I'll bear that in mind when yeah. I see the carpet layer. Yes, exactly. So um, He said, sorry if he makes any noise, was what he said earlier. Oh, you, you, you bear us messages from the carpet layer. <laughs> Uh, don't allow yourself to become a, a, a go-between. <laughs> so, look, um, this week I had a... Uh, and um, it was from a woman called Sue Eckhart. Mm. Is and it genuinely from America? It's not really, is it? Is that a no, no. <laughs> I, I wasn't joking when I said it was... <laughs> And uh, I, Sue has um, has made me a member of the of her organisation, oh. which is the uh, an esteemed member. Actually, I think that that's probably. Oh, it's good to be an esteemed member. Yeah. yeah, I've never heard of that before, but I like the sound of it. Um, and uh, an esteemed member sounds like the sort of thing that Armin Mivers, the German cannibal, would have. <laughs> and I'll have a esteemed member, please. I want to die. No fried stuff. <laughs> <laughs> a reference to him on commercial radio. Oh, Armin Mivers. This early. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> I, there isn't enough German cannibal material. No. Absolutely. No, if I've said that once. I'm very familiar with his work, Frank. So I've been. Um, I'm. Um, yeah, so I'm now a member of the American Umbrella Hat Society. Wow. Now, you might, this has come about because you may remember that I have, t I have mentioned this before, that when I first saw the umbrella hat, I hope you're familiar with the umbrella hat. It's an umbrella that you wear as oh, a I'm hat. I'm familiar with it. I just don't know anyone personally who would wear it. And when I first saw it, I honestly thought, well, that is the end of the handheld 
umbrella. I mm-hmm. thought it's got no chance mm. against that. Um, but you know, I was wrong about the manual gearbox. I thought once the automatic came in, no one would be interested in that. Really? But um, terrible people still like the manual gearbox. <laughs> Um, what, like racing drivers? That's one of my um, tests of terrible people, along with cigar smoking. See, I think terrible people are automatics. Oh, yeah. I think oh. they're a bit, what are you driving these days? Aren't they a bit Alan Parkes? No, you see, I think um, people who drive automatics, they don't have any pride about their driving. Oh, OK, OK, I see that. Because they think they'll let the car drive, <laughs> I'll just move it about a bit. People with, a, with manuals, they want to be in control. OK. You know? no, that's, yeah. that's a convincing argument. Yeah, so um, in control. So anyway, I really did. I honestly, not in a jokey way, I honestly believed that the umbrella hat that that was that was going to mm. be it, and um, and it didn't really work out. <laughs> and so that, that, so now I'm a member of um, of this, and and Sue, I didn't have to pay for the membership. It was quite exciting. Money saved. I'm quite relieved to hear it. <laughs> so obviously, I, I've got a certificate which I've showed uh, my. Um, colleagues here <laughs> and uh, maybe we'll scan it for the website <laughs> maybe we won't so i had a look on on their website and uh, they have a store do they yeah and um what can you buy there i wonder well you say that you can get mugs you can get wallets the mugs i like they come under a general category called drinkware <laughs> W-A-R-E Drinkware So there's glasses and bottles and bottles. Yeah But um, Yeah What what would you guess That you can definitely get On the Umbrella Hat Society's store uh, An umbrella hat Yeah That would be incorrect <laughs> No Absolute 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 Radio Frank Skinner On Absolute Radio got chilly ankles frank i think i've peaked too <laughs> early i couldn't eat anything else <laughs> no porridge. i've peaked too early on the exposure of limbs <laughs> well i think people do do that they think mm. there's a bit of summer in the air and I, I, when you came in this morning my first word to uh, alan was summery mm. <laughs> and you do you, you look more um july than may do but I? that's good because i think it's people willing summer to come yeah. you know they dress like, i'm wearing a suit and tie of course when you said to me, summary, I very nearly gave you a brief appraisal of uh, Emily. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't, because oh. by then she was getting ever closer. And uh, I know it would have been perfectly respectable and praising, well, but so. even so. Have we heard from uh, mm. the outside world at this stage, we before we go back to umbrella hats? <laughs> and in fact, we heard, you know, when I get in on a Saturday morning, I like to have a little look through to see if any emails have arrived during Friday evening. Cause I oh, think, do you? You know, love a troll, don't I think, you? I think, I think some people get the wind in their sails I love a troll. <laughs> Alan likes a troll of the Friday nighters. Do you think they're the, do you think they're drunk? I easily? wonder if they are in their cups, but sometimes I just think that they're so keen, they're champing at the bit. They think, oh, if we get these in now, we'll. And there was a period where I hard to imagine we that. never read them, and so I thought, well, I'll start okay, having a look. Okay, okay, I think you've blown your own trumpet quite <laughs> enough. Anyway, I've discovered an email from um, one Tom Parry. Uh, who says, Dear Frank, Emily and the Cockerel, like Frank, I'm an ardent Doctor Who fan and was very excited about the current series. Mm. But Jenna Louise Coleman has become my new obscure crush. That's not obscure. I don't think it is obscure, isn't she? Like, um, She's what they call a classically beautiful woman, I would say. Yeah. Like an obvious crush. Yeah, she's an obscure crush. She's she's a, w- to use an example of someone in the room with us, um, <laughs> 
Emily's crush on Vince Cable. That, yes. That's oh, an obscure crush. My crush on the son of disgraced um, canoe man, John Darwin. Yeah. yeah that's exactly. obscure. That's that obscure. True. But now, generally, I, I imagine most men who watch um, the current Doctor Who think, of course, she's nice. Yeah. In that accent. Yeah. And you know what? She's what I call, crush. she's lovely, but she's a crowd pleaser. Yeah. She's yes. a crowd pleaser, that Is that one. what you've heard? <laughs> no! Yeah, so, but uh, that's good, it's good that... Um, yeah. Uh, he goes on to say, um, it's slightly spoiling the programme for me, I enjoy Doctor Who very much, but she's distracting me from my impen- from the impending doom of Dalek invasions. Stop sitting so close to the telly then, you filthy exactly. creep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on. Um, yeah, I, mate, I, I, know, I, know, I know what he means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who could, they could, say Rusty Lee they could have got as a companion. Yes. If yeah. she's still working. She'd be laughing away. Oh, she's a great... She Do you think she's on Twitter? Oh, I'd love to party. follow her. Let's w- find out. Well, Wincy Willis is on Twitter. Is she really? As yeah. I revealed on this show. In case, for our younger listeners, both of you, um, <laughs> Wincy Willis was quite a well-known um, weather girl mm. and, um, and Rusty Lee was a, a, an affable cook. <laughs> so, um... Well, that's good. Anyway, it's, it's nice. To, any, anyone else? Yeah. Dan says, about to embark on the game, how many times will you hear Daisy's giggle? Oh. Well, uh, let me, I can, I can help you with that, Dan. Uh, the answer is none, because Daisy's on holiday. Yeah. And Sarah is producing this morning. But, I mean, I have had uh, complaints in the past that people don't like the, uh, I think what they call the sycophantic sniggering <laughs> in the background. Yeah. I live for it. Yeah, yeah. me too. Me too. <laughs> There you go. Right on cue. This is not the best way to go into adverts on a commercial station, but other stations are available. (laughs) Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank 760 has texted us. Rusty Ah, Lee mm. is an ardent UKIP fan. Is she really? So I'll bet she's laughing up a storm after this week's Oh, what a week. She's had a radio mention and UKIP have done well in the polls. It truly is Rusty Lee's golden age. Someone else has said she could be a Rusty Dalek if she was in Doctor Who. That's a good joke, right? Do you think? She'll be putting a little link to our podcast on her her page, I hope. Yeah, why not? Um... We also had a text um, saying, um, could be that it's as... Uh, it, this, I, th- I think, is in reference to the umbrella hats not being for sale on the um, Umbrella Hat Appreciation Society <laughs> website. Yeah, in the store. And somebody has uh, just texted, could that be as it's an appreciation society and not an owner's club? Oh. No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Mm. Surely. They sell T-shirts. They sell drinkware. Yeah. They sell wallets. <laughs> They sell writing pads. I like that, um, Al, I like the drinkware's part of his lexicon now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. Is it just mugs and cups, yeah. or is there, like, a carafe? A I carafe th- would be polar, surely, what could it? be brilliant for graduation day? You know, sometimes it, it rains on graduation day and mm. spoils. It's, uh, an umbrella hat is begging that sort of <gasps> academic cap mortarboard. A mortarboard. Well, you put it over the mortarboard. No, you'd have it instead. You'd have a black oh. one. You'd have a black one, because they look like a mortarboard. And then mm. you could have a waterproof gown. Well, you would anyway with the clothes. You could do it anyway. You could just have, just generally look like an Oxford don knocking about when it, when it rains. Can I ask you some, a difficult question? Okay. Oh. I love you, a quiz, me. So <laughs> it's like pointless. Would you wear it, though, Frank? Because I'm just not sure whether it's right for you, the what, umbrella hat, umbrella, umbrella. especially. Well, yeah. I, have, I have problems with hats generally because I've got, well, I know. I've, I've got a big head. So 
Are you going to wear one? Seven and a half. <laughs> Perfectly respectable. No, that's big for a head. Mm. Perfectly respectable. It looks all right, and then I've got a sort of extension at the back. Like, you know when you see those... <laughs> you know you see those mobile, mobile homes that look like an ordinary-sized caravan, and then they've got, like, an annex? That's, that's what my head is like. Oh, really? Yeah, it's... it's I've, I've got a big... I mean... Uh, a, a makeup woman told me that um, me and Benny Hill had got the biggest heads in British comedy. <laughs> I mean, in You're a. In nowhere a... near the size of Benny Hill, facially. Well, oh, I don't know. But now it's because it's just me. Can we make that clear? Yeah, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what a, Frank. <laughs> this, is why, this is what ruined the Sony. Frank. It's moments like the that. The one thing I did also didn't like on that Umbrella Appreciation Society. Um, what is it? Certificate they gave you? Yeah. They use Comic Sans font. Oh, I thought it was the date that you had a problem. <laughs> no, it's Comic Sans, and I just won't tolerate that font. Well, because it's I the think TFI it's, Friday font. I, I think they're seeing the umbrella hat as a light-hearted symbol of fun-loving people, whereas I'm seeing it as the practical answer to man's battle against the elements. That's <laughs> where we differ. <laughs> Still. Uh, I like being a member. I've been members of, of uh, a member of all sorts of organisations over the years. Yeah, you, you were um, you were a Johnson Society thing. Johnson Society. I'm a member of that. President. Were. Yeah, president. Oh, ex-president. I'm I'm a, a life member of the George Formby Society. El Presidente. I was in the Wings fan club. You were. In I the was. Wings. <laughs> you know. You, you know Wings. Yeah, Wings. Yeah, um, as in. Band, art. yeah, I was a member. Oh, I know their back catalogue. I'm just yeah. a bit stunned. Um, well, were you a member of the RSPB, which I was? Oh, that's the bird. Yes. So- no. Enamel badge I had. That's a good one. Booklet for watching. <laughs> oh, you had brilliant. to tick your favourites. Tawny, uh, I think it was uh, the male chaffinch I liked. Oh, Tawny breast. That's quite. Uh, that's an obscure crush. The male chaffinch. <laughs> Most people just like the chaffinch, but I'm not sure about the female. I find her. I find her crown a little too tofty. Oh, well, I'd like to know if any of our listeners have been members of interesting or are members mm. of interesting organisations. Mm. I was in the Gary Glitter fan club. I think the music. I was. I really was. <laughs> I honestly was. We didn't know. Play the song. (laughs) This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Yeah, we're talking about organisations. You know, I was, um, for about a week, I was the honorary, uh, something like the honorary president or something like that, of the Vesta Tilly Appreciation Society. Vesta Tilly was a male impersonator from the music halls. Mm. A woman that used to dress up as a man. You really have worked with them all, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I haven't worked with Vesta Tilly. <laughs> but um, they, this bloke wrote to me and said, I, you know, I've, I run the Vesta Tilly uh, Appreciation Society. Would you like to be our honorary... Uh, I think it was honorary president. Mm. Uh, he said, you won't have to do anything. Just, you know, just put your name to it. And I thought, well, you know, it's, it's, uh, I like the old musical stuff. So I said, yeah, that's fine. And then he wrote to me again and said, uh, can you write uh, a thing saying, you know, how happy you are to be uh, a, the president and, you know, what Vestatilly means to you? And I said, well, no, because right. you said I didn't have to do anything. And he fired me. <laughs> oh. I, that, that is was, my uh, worst conversation you've ever had. Yeah, but <laughs> Vestatilly debacle <laughs> has been aired on radio. Just think of well, that. I feel bad about the fact that I'm now the president of the Vestatilly. Oh, Society. you stepped in. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I... I was a member of the Puffin Club. 
Which... Boffin was um, now hold on. Mm. It was what every middle class child did. Is it a book group? Yes. Yes. It was a book group. As a, it was a children's book club, and we used to greet each other with. This is no word of lie. We used to say sniff up, if you remember, because it's puffin spelt backwards. Okay. That's what we'd say to each well, other. Well, you, you lived by that for many <laughs> years. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, and was and did you have was a puffin involved? Was an actual puffin You'd go on to the event, badge? Yeah, the, yeah. Enamel badge with, featuring puffin. Brilliant. You sound giddy about it. I was really excited. You know, it's rung a small bell for me, the Poffin Club, as something that middle-class kids were members of and that Uh I... It was a bit like watching Swap Shop. I was a a junior baggy. Yeah, Yeah. or or watching... Blue Peter instead of Magpie. Exactly. Yeah, uh-huh. the class the class system was was hardcore in those days. Mm. Mm. I wish I'd been in a book appreciation group. That sounds good. Like I would have, I would have enjoyed being in like an Enid Blyton. As you know, I didn't know that <laughs> Enid Blyton was a woman for several years, <laughs> and it was a big when moment for me. When did you discover her? I can't remember. I think it was at school, but it was a mm. it was a massive revelation. I would also quite like to have been in like um. An Adrian Mole appreciation group. That would have been good, wouldn't this it? This is starting to sound like a deathbed speech. <laughs> <laughs> Things like, you, you know, they say that what you... You know when they say what you regret is what you didn't do? Yeah. I didn't think it was like, I wish I'd been in a children's book club. <laughs> I thought it was like big spectacular things. No, but I used I just... to love the Adrian Mole books, and now I wonder... Because she wrote some where he was an adult, and I've never read those. I should do, Still really, time. Shouldn't. Yeah. I'm, get I'm, the I'm audios. Like, oh, I could get the audios for the car if when I finished the one. Guys, Stuart Kidd in Epsom. I was a member of the Busby Club back when British Telecom was state-owned. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I wonder what you got if you was a member of the Busby Club. Free phone calls. I was also a member Baby. of the Commodore Club, which was a club for kids run by one of the ferry clubs back in the 80s oh i received a baseball cap which was like a captain's hat i think that rings a bell mm. commodore club the commodore club sounds like the sort of place that a minor celebrity would be arrested <laughs> <laughs> in the early hours of the morning <laughs> we've got a lot of club members al haven't we oh many people are letting us know what Good, clubs they were members of. i'm i just like the fact that people do it i like the fact that mm. people do anything other than watch telly and go to the pub i'm impressed by Mm. And uh, and and you realise there's all these things going on you don't know anything about. Seven six zero says Frank. Were you a member of the Beano fan club? You got an awesome furry Nasha badge from Dandy Man. Oh. Well, it's a bit dodgy, Dandy Man, yeah. joining the Beano fan club. <laughs> well, uh, oh, Con- yeah. Conflict of interest, Dandy Man. Th- yeah, exactly. That is weird. I was a member. I've just realised I had the furry Nasha. Yeah, I was in the. Um, I had furry Nasha <laughs> oh, no. as, as well. Um, no, I, I became it. I became a member. Um, that was later in, in life. I became a member only about seven, well, five years ago. I became a member, an honorary member of the Dennis the Menace Club. Did you? Elvis fan club, obviously. I was years. more a Walter the Softy fan. Was you? Yeah, I love. What Walter about that member of Walter's gang, Dudley Nightshirt? <laughs> It's always one of my favourite character names. Who? What other organisations then have we got for uh, our, I was a member of the RACYM, the Royal Arsenal Cooperative Youth Movement. <laughs> that oh. sounds like the beginning of the Nazi party. Or the yeah. Co-op Club. Ah. The Co-op Club. Why wouldn't there be a Co-op Club? <laughs> Why would as, as in Co-op, like the supermarket and I the bank so, and yeah. the funeral service. That's from Keith in Wallingham, but he doesn't really explain what they did. There's nothing. No. <laughs> uh, Frank, I was a Sometimes, member. Sometimes, you know, just the card in the wallet is enough. Yeah. yeah. 
That's what I think. Love a card in the wallet. I was a member of the Ladybird Club in my youth. We oh, had to spot that's them. That's a book club, isn't it? No, no. We had to spot them, count their spots and report back to a national <laughs> organisation. <laughs> my parents are currently members of the Caterpillar Club. Well, was he some sort of... Uh, he was a snitch. Yeah. He was spying yeah. on Ladybirds. Oh, no, I think they're getting children to do cheap labour. <laughs> yeah, they are. That's they do terrible. that with bird spotting and bees and they stuff, are, don't they? Well, I was like RSPB, a... so that's what they were making me do. If I spotted a Mel Chaffinch, yeah. I had to record it and send it off. You're yeah, right. It's the scientific research version of putting kids up chimneys in the 19th century. It's great. They're getting them out in film. I was a member of the Birmingham Evening Mail Chipper Club. Was oh, I, two, I was a member in the Chipper Club. And I went to um, the Teddy Bears Picnic at Cannon Hill Park in Birmingham. Oh. Um, what which, was the Chipper Club then? It, well, he, he was a dog. He was he was a cartoon strip in the Birmingham Evening Mail. Oh. And when I went to this um, this thing, there was a, a man in the big Chipper outfit, you know, like um, you know, like a mascot. Like yeah. A, and I remember some kids were really walking behind him, really punching him on the back <laughs> of his legs. <laughs> and uh, Chipper turned okay, Chipper turned around and said, "I'll knock your heads together." And I thought, "Oh, I always thought he was such a lovable character." It's had quite an effect on me. Yeah. You don't get Gunnosaurus Rex saying that. There's something no. about humans in outfits, though, isn't there? Like the, the yeah, hard... but if it's, if they're representing, you know, a, a, a cartoon character, they need to remain in character. Yes. But I think we've discussed before that I have a problem with the Huddersfield Town mascot, Terry the Terrier, because the guy that does it walks too human. He Can walks... I just say, terrible name. He walks Terry like a person. Terry the Terrier. He walks like a person in a suit. You can tell. He what, should what? be a bit more animally. Like, do you know what I mean? A bit cartoon animally. Once, once they get to drama school, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they know it all, don't they? I'm a bit into it. How about Terry's junior listening equity. to this? That was one of my clubs. Junior, Were you in junior equity? I was equity? a junior equity member. Wow. I was 11. I used to read the equity journal in between the cartoons. I loved it. Love my equity journal. But what if Terry's listening to this now on yeah. his way to them? You know, he'll be maybe like at home. Yeah. At home, licking his bottom, getting into character. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. And uh, they're still, they're coming in mm. in their droves. The, uh... Sarah has tweeted us, I was a member of the Knight Rider fan club. I got a replica kit watch. Really? God, mm. that's good. That is good. See, I... I don't know if David Hasselhoff's particularly child-friendly now. Well, I don't know. I think he's, uh, why? Because he's, he's, well, he's had problems. It? Yeah, oh, but you the, know, uh, that's all right. With the demon. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I think in the current climate, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a drop in the <laughs> ocean. To be applauded. Yeah, exactly. I'm happy with that. Bit of alcoholism, blimey. Dickie um, Carter, I was a member of the Junior UFO Club. You had to pay a joining fee by postal order. Remember those? Oh, yeah. Are you that, um, old enough to remember UFO clubs? Order? Is that as in spotting UFOs? Yeah. That's good. Well, as we've already established, what they would have done is get the, made the kids do the hard work. Yeah, like the Ladybird Club. <laughs> yeah. Probably the kids would be more um, more likely to spot a UFO than, the, you know, the, the adults. The more scientific-based mind of the well, adults. They've got more time as so. well. True, yeah, and more imagination. I've always felt, felt sorry for male ladybirds. Yeah. Because imagine having to sit with another insect. And strange what, you strange know, group to sympathise with. What are you? And, and the male ladybird says, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a ladybird. <laughs> Which was bad up until the 60s when it just had the word lady in it. And then bird also became oh, a word for yeah. women. And I bet, oh, imagine the stick they must get from the other insects. What, like them, them ones from Bangkok? No. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. 
<laughs> I was a member of the Man From Uncle Club. Oh. Now, I had, a, I had a Man From Uncle suitcase. Did you? I can see you with that. Yeah, which was a suitcase which had it all like he's gone and, and a holster with the uh, the logo, the Uncle logo oh, on. Frank, I thought it was really plastic and says, horrible. Um, Still, still remember the Looking feeling. Looking back, it probably on. was, but to me, it was the world. He continues. I was a member of the Man from Uncle Club. Still remember the feeling when the pack arrived by post. Fantastic. <sighs> yeah. Mike from Hong Kong. There's someone listening to this from Hong Kong right now. I know. It's amazing, but, but isn't it? Man from Uncle. That makes me excited. The idea of the membership pack arriving. For yeah. Me. The United Network Command for Law and Enforcement. Oh. Um, oh. Frank, do you remember you were referring earlier to, was it Chipper, the... Um, Chipper, the, the, yeah, from the Birmingham Evening Mail. Yeah, Chris in Kent says, as Frank says, there is something about kids' reaction to people in costumes. Ashamed to say I was part of a gang of seven-year-olds who overpowered a man in a Mr Wimpy costume <laughs> in Birkenhead in the <laughs> early 80s. <laughs> what I love here <laughs> is the use of the word overpowered. <laughs> his, his colleague, dressed as a gorilla, had to rescue him. Oh, what? I like his colleague. This is very... Uh, <laughs> when did this happen? Was it pre... In the early 80s in oh, Birkenhead. Pre-Broken Britain. It was before yeah. the camcorder, otherwise <laughs> it would have made some wonderful footage. Mr Wimpy, which... I, who was he? Well, Wimpy was the um, burger chain, wasn't it? Yeah. So was there a Mr Wimpy? I don't remember that. I suppose... I like the idea of the gorilla as peacemaker, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've all had a drink. <laughs> did he say he's not worth it <laughs> yeah. to Mr Wimpy? <laughs> It was the first time the working classes rode up against the fast food um, revolution yeah. and said enough is enough. So mm. I think it was a, a good moment, mm. the fact that he was overpowered. <laughs> oh, Mr Wimpy. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. And guess what? You can text us on 81215, as so many of you have this morning. Thank you for that. And you can follow us on Twitter, which is uh, at Frank on the Radio. So you, that is all you know and all you need to know, as John Keats said. Did he? Yeah, he was talking about um, beauty, I think. But I'm talking about details of communicating with a commercial radio programme. We were also talking changed. about clubs that our readers had joined. Mm. 683, Morning Frank, Emily and Alan. I was a member of the Tufty Club, a road safety club oh, from yeah. the 60s and 70s run by a squirrel. Yes, I tell you, yeah. I love Tufty. He had friends as well, didn't he? A badger and all sorts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but those of us familiar with roadkill could never <laughs> truly put our trust in the road safety skills of a, of a squirrel. Mm. Uh, that's why I think the Green Cross Man... Yes. Who, before you say, Alan, I have worked with. <laughs> in full uniform. <laughs> uh, yeah, the t you know, the Tufty Club is one of those clubs. Well, they anthropomorphise those creatures, yeah. But there's a, there's a handful of clubs and organisations in my childhood that I wasn't a member of, but I had the badge. Mm. I'd sort of acquired the badge from somewhere. So I think I sometimes wore uh, a Tufty Club badge, but it was... Uh, it was a hoax. Like an imposter. I was an imposter. Like when people break into buildings in um, thrillers by wearing a high-vis vest, because nobody notices high-vis. Of know. course. That's, that's the way to do it. It's, it's something wrong about nobody notices high-vis. It <laughs> is. It's true. It's the way to do 873, it. 873, I had the man from Uncle case, although it was oh. the Johnny Seven rifle that I wanted but never got. A bit like when I wanted Action Man but got Tommy Gunn. Very much the poor relation. 
I know, you see, I really like Tommy Gone. Mm. Um, I found he was more flexible, and also he had laces in his army boots, whereas Action Man's laces were just moulded plastic. Oh. So you could actually I lace I hate it when guys have that. And he had those gaiters that um, that soldiers have to keep so to stop um, rats running up their um, trouser legs in the trenches. Is that right? What for? So I actually think Tommy Gunn was better. And mm-hmm. he was British, whereas Action Man... It's gone a bit UKIP, a, Rusty yeah. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> it's UKIP week. It's here a big on, week for you, aren't you? Here on Absolute <laughs> Radio. You and yours. Yeah. And uh, th- funnily enough, um, the Johnny Seven, I did want when I was a kid and never got one. And then um, Jonathan Ross bought me one when I think I was 48. Oh, yeah, that's that how vaguely remember that. That was um, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, so I'll tell you what, shall we go on the sojourn mm. to mm. Well we haven't we haven't heard from the emailers yet. Uh, I have an email here from Carl uh, who says Hi guys C or K C Okay. Uh, hi guys, heard the podcast about cigar smokers, this was when you mooted your theory. Um, yeah, well, it was it was a question. Uh, do any nice people smoke cigars? Because the only people I ever see in any context smoking cigars look like awful people who I don't want to be any part of. And now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've extended that to people who prefer the manual gearbox. Yeah, <laughs> people who, right. People with anything above the average interest in cars worry me. <laughs> the manual gearbox. I, I think it's good. Well, they're not foolproof, so if anyone falls into this category and they're nice people, I'm, I apologise. But as a general, one needs some general rules of thumb. Yeah, life. I know what you mean. It's a Venn diagram. And I would say the cigar smoker avoid the car mm. enthusiast avoid the person with the knotted sweater around the shoulders. I'm going to sum it up as all a bit Republican. Mm-hmm. Well, well, let's see. He okay. says, uh, oh, can I say as well? Um, I heard this once on Laverne and Shirley. Never trust a man in a pinky ring. You know, yes. some, a ring on the little finger. Right. Prince Charles and has that got one has of those a, that, and he's one of your friends. But that has affected <laughs> me. If I notice a man has got a ring on his little finger, I, I, do, I do think, um, mm. be careful. <laughs> well, I think marriage material. Oh, okay. Do you? Mm. I was considering one, but we'll move on. <laughs> um, I heard the podcast I can see about- you in a, in a tow ring. I've got a three on. Um, on an, Ibi- thought, on an Ibiza beach. You know, I heard clicking when you were walking. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was a joint problem. Turns out it was your, your toe rings. It's both. It's my knees. I'm like a set of maracas here. Um, hi, guys. Heard the podcast about cigar smokers and happened to be flicking through Cigar Aficionado. <laughs> which... Is it that show? Doesn't that say all you need to know about cigar smokers? That their magazine is called Cigar aficionado yeah. yeah i mean yeah. that is the sort of magazine that only really crops up on that uh, round on have i got news for you where they yes. just use headlines uh, there is danny devito william shatner and even justin bieber <laughs> and he's put brackets not young. so nice i don't think yeah he, he's probably only using it for a photo though I mean, he's, he might not be actually smoking i don't it. know the way he's going at the moment <laughs> yeah yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to find it that could he, have been uh, the gateway drug for him for, he, for he en- going off the rails. He enjoyed a cheroot. That would not. That would <laughs> a not. A pantella. Suffice. Yeah, well, I, but he's, he's. I mean, he's Justin Bieber's an example of a nice person who smokes cigars. No, I think he's saying he's not so nice. But Danny DeVito and William Shatner, he's saying 
you know, they're, they're Danny DeVito's nice though. Oh, he left his wife. He's yeah. in, uh, Did he? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really went off cool. him after that. Yeah, he no, also, I think they got back together. Or? He's one of those men who should have gone to neck shavers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, William Shatner, obviously, um, I believe it's Star Trek Day today. It I, is. I, I mean, I have tremendous. I once shook hands with William Shatner, and it was. I just felt like something wonderful happened. To oh, me. you know why it's Star Trek Day? It's May the Fourth. Of course, oh, it's no. Star Wars Day. Star May the Fourth be with you. May the Fourth be with you. That's what it is. And now, happy I did, birthday to my I've brother. always said that if anyone on May the Fourth says to you, "May the Fourth be with you," it's all right to punch them in the face. <laughs> but if I do that now, it's you know, Mr. Wimpy. To the yeah, I am Mr. Wimpy. <laughs> Compared to judo boy on the other side of the desk. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Just a minor point, it's not Star Trek, no, it's Star Wars Day. Yes. Wrong, wrong film from John and Oldham. All right. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we just, we made that clear, because it's May the 4th. I know, be with I yourself, know. Obviously, you know. People so. like to correct, even when you've fixed it yourself. Yeah, I, t- I have to, to be fair, it is like the ultimate error to say Star yeah. Wars when you mean Star Trek. Or mm-hmm. So I'm, I accept that. Okay. Um, I've made a complete fool of myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Frank, we've had... Be with you. Hello, yeah. Frank. In the 80s, I was a member of the Weetabix, Kira Ora Squash and the Midland Griffin Club. Well, I wonder what the Midland Griffin Club was. Well, that was the bank, wasn't it? The Midland Bank. Oh. They tried to get the kids early. The listening bank? Yeah. Because I, I had those pigs, you know, the little pigs that um, everyone says now, are oh, they're worth a fortune, West, uh, but they are West. Yeah, 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 I was in that. So I had those pigs in the, the window. The Griffin, if you remember, they used to have that advert that went, come and talk, talk to the Midlands. And the listening bank. And the griffin used to cop uh, a oh. hand to its ear to listen. Oh, God. Oh, now, really? um, does anyone listen like that anymore? Does <laughs> <laughs> anyone cop an ear to listen to anything? For years. No. It's got. It's like especially, shouting. Especially you know, when, griffin. You know sometimes when you shout, you'll cop a hand to the side of your mouth to make it a bit louder. People mm. do it often in comedy clubs, don't they, when they're drunk trying to speak yeah. to the... Or yeah. if they're really drunk, they'll use both hands. <laughs> But then it's too loud, it's unbearable. Yeah. Alex says, I was always a big Cat Weasel fan, <sighs> but I only found out recently that there was a fan club. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> that was brilliant. Does that continue have, that he joined? Did he join as an well, adult? They have an annual gathering near Burnham-on-Sea with archery. God, I went on holiday there. The, the, bream, oh, down, the bream Down Tavern or whatever. They have archery, a banquet and general conversation oh i love general conversation <laughs> it's one of your big passions oh, isn't it? it is what would life be without it? but they focus specifically also on telling bones and electricery that was cat weasel ah. i loved cat weasel it was you might be a bit young for it al i don't remember it, it was it about a, it was about a wizard no mm. it's I gone i remember i always remember there was a bloke on it had a parrot and the parrot mm. was talking and cat weasel was fascinated by it and uh, he looked at the parrot and said to the bug Thine. So is that, I've used it in other contexts. I'll have a look at it on YouTube. It doesn't sound like I've missed out on Jeffrey Bailden that much. No, it was brilliant, and it, it was, was so brilliant. There was a wrestler called Cat Weasel who named himself after. Oh, really? Him. Is that yeah. right? Mm. I tell you what, I would like to find out if there's a Public Eye fan club. Do you remember Public Eye? It was a, it was a cop show. Again, probably before your time. <laughs> Alfred Burke. It wasn't a cop, actually. It was a private detective. OK. Uh, Frank Marker, played by Alfred Burke. And uh, there's been a few times this week 
when I've walked back from my gigs and I've had my Mac on with the collar turned up and mm. I've been walking through the West End on my own at night, when I've, I can hear the theme tune for Public Eye. <laughs> you never do that. Do you ever self-dramatise like yeah. that? Oh, like yeah. I film? see myself as yeah. Ironsides all the time. I've <laughs> been Frank Marker, the private eye from Public Eye, um, sort of um, most of this week. Nice. <laughs> and I can hear, honestly, I, I found myself whistling the tune. Anyway, I know you're not interested, but let me have some time. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, it's uh, it's not just us that have made a mistake with um, <laughs> saying that um, it was Star Trek Day and it's Star Wars Day, obviously, May the 4th. Um, this week, uh, there has been quite... In my defence, someone texted in earlier and said yeah. it's Star Trek Day, and I said oh, I, didn't, I had no idea of that, but I hadn't, I hadn't put together the, the May the 4th. Obviously, ways, May the 4th is Star Wars. In many ways, it makes the point even more. It's not just us that's made that mistake. No. Many people have it's made their own Star fault. Trek Star um, Wars. Why, why, just, why have another big sci-fi classic that's got... Just two words, one of which is star. Almost the same <laughs> name, isn't it? Yeah, come on. Mm. But there's been a there's a there's been quite a large faux pas this week. Um, the WI Group, um, you know, the oh, Women's yes. Institute yes. Uh, in uh, where was it? Um, anyway, wherever Parkham, it was, Parkham. That's right. Yeah, uh, they had a, a guest speaker, uh, ex Sea Captain Colin Darch, um, uh, who had been. Um, captured by pirates and they were all dressed up as pirates thinking that it was uh, a fancy dress and that they were just going to have a laugh <laughs> but I don't know did you see the photographs? Think. yes oh goodness they were me. very they were home homemade those costumes they were yeah I don't think they went to the cost of hiring them they're, they're no. from the WI they're a craft kind of organisation aren't they they're yeah, not the I people just, that just throw money at the problem I think it's nice <laughs> to see members of the WI just with clothes on of any kind <laughs> yeah, since true. that calendar they've all been doing it and <laughs> it was supposed that. to be a weird quirky one off not like you know yeah get carried away on that one he mm. said a funny thing about apparently all the papers are saying oh he took it in good humour but he, what else could he do go, go bananas he couldn't I would, really I mean, would, start shooting at one of them if it had been <laughs> me though I would have been very tempted to have broken down and said you don't it was the worst time yeah. of my life just to make them feel bad at the WI he said a he said a funny thing in any event the ladies didn't look the slightest bit like Somali pirates. <laughs> really, this this group of, forgive Plastic me, ageing white women from... <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> a critic, isn't they? <laughs> they didn't look the slightest bit like Somali pirates. I liked how nice these ladies were. It was a kind of weird lexicon they used where they said... Well, when we found out, naturally everyone was aghast. Who says aghast? <laughs> oh, I'm glad they were it. They said aghast, and they also described him afterwards, they said, well, he was very entertaining. He was talking about being held at gunpoint. Yeah. And they thought it was entertaining. 47 days, I think. His book is called um, Captured by Somali Pirates. That must have been a bit of a hint that that, yeah. that, that, that he yeah. had been captured that by That is Somali. one of those books that does what it says on the tin. <laughs> totally. Yeah. He's not gone oblique. Still, you know, worse things happen at sea. No. Oh, <laughs> I bet he got some compensatory jam. <laughs> the end of the, yeah, I have some. I'm, I'm kind of um, intrigued by the WI. Are they? Are you? Why? Sorry, I'm just now feeling sorry for him because he's never going to be able to say worse things happen at sea. That's gone from his lecture. Well, no, he, no, no because he, he has established that worse things happen at sea. Oh, I suppose, yeah. He's the, the one man who can truly say. Yeah, oh, yeah. So um, that's, that's one of the things I envy about Colin Darch. <laughs> 
I suppose we've all got something about Colin that we uh, hanker for, but for me, it's that. It's just that phrase. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Could I join the Women's Institute? I think so. No. Surely, in in the modern world, that's not acceptable. Is I mean, it? I'm sure you could join them, like for lunch or a. But you could, <laughs> I couldn't drink, become a member of the become, Women's Institute. Of all the so. wondrous organisations we've heard today, I think they're all. I've heard a lot of good clubs today. But yeah, and they're open to everyone. That's what's great about yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Women's Institute is a closed secret, <laughs> it's a closed shop. It's archaic in it's its like the Freemasons. segregation of the sexes. Yeah. Can women join Freemasons? Don't think I so. think they can now. Can no. they? Can they? No. Who knows? No. As long as they can do the handshake. If they can get their leg high enough for the handshake, <laughs> they're all right. Mm. No, I just think, is that, you know, is that a good thing? Well. No, is the answer. Do you want to? Have you got an interest in Why would you, exactly, why would you want to? I join? just, you know what, surely... They started off as a sort of a vote for women type. They're part of the suffragette movement, didn't they? And and now they're actually against that because women fought so they could be... So you couldn't have organisations that were close to one gender, and now they've got one. Also, if it was a feminist organisation, there's a a lot of flashing of la-las going on. Yeah, that's empowering the the argument, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's like strippers, that's empowering. And Jerusalem (laughs) is their... uh, It's empowering when they do that. Jerusalem is Jerusalem. Not Jerusalem. Jerusalem is <laughs> yeah, their uh, like is that. their signature tune, isn't it? You know, That's right. Yeah. Written by words and music by both by men. Mm. Oh, I just what, what I'm saying. What were they going to use? Annie Lennox. What I'm saying to the WIs, get with it. You should join because they'd probably <laughs> give you um, tips on the old uh, pickling that could help you with the herring. Yeah. Good on that. They don't think that they're just tips. You know, they do craft craft work. As yeah. Well. They do craft and... I uh, wonder if some of those old pirates, I think they knew what they were doing, those women. I yeah. don't know if it was a mistake. Do you think yeah. they were yeah, they, they were just being cruel? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think they were cruel. I saw the look in their eyes. I th- they, they thought, let's get a man in here and then just humiliate him. Yeah. I had uh, a fighter pilot round for dinner once at my... So you had a fight then? No, I haven't had a fight since junior school. And... Um, I, not strictly true, but hey. What was he like, the fighter pilot? He was, as you'd imagine, handsome. Oh, they always are. He'd been are. shot down in the first Gulf War oh. and, uh, and kept in a, in a darkened room for about three months. And he came round to your place? He came round for... I know which yeah. one he is. I think he's quite well known. Came round for uh, dinner. And then um, we were changing rooms. We were leaving the dining room to go into the... Just, Why you know, did he come relax. round? Had you seen him on Blankety Blank or something and you got friends? I can't... I don't know how you knew him. He, um... He's worked with them all. Yeah. <laughs> he has worked with them all, you're I've right. worked with them all. And okay. uh, so as we were leaving the dining room, I put the light off, and he was the last one out, and I oh. said, I ever at home in a darkened room. And everyone went, oh. Please tell me you didn't say that. No, I did say that. <laughs> Why? Oh, well, it's all, uh, it's all right for the Women's Institute to dress up as pirates. We forgive them, of course. <laughs> the sexists. <laughs> Anyway, shall we return to the corner? I feel we barely we barely scratched the surface of our email. Mm, let's stroll back. Dear Frank Allen and the divine Miss Emily, the Southern Belle. Mm-hmm. Frank mm. has made it known to his readers that he likes a bit of Tupperware. That's true. Talking Let, of the on. WI. Here we go, Tupperware being opened. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of your best impressions. Oh, man, it's... 
It's even better than your Prince Charles and your Maggie Thatcher. Thanks. I recently discovered that Einstein's brain was kept in such a container for several years. I thought Frank would like to know that so he can think about that every time he opens some Tupperware. You know what? I'm not sure that that's correct. I think Einstein's brain was kept in um, two mason jars. Oh, was it? Do you know mason jars? Those, they're, those, they're like jam jars, but you put like a, a disc yes. on top and then you put like a separate I know. ring so it completes the lid. Oh, I think yeah. um, the two, what are they called? Synapses. I think they oh. were kept in... Were they? So, I, yeah, you know... I also have if to anyone's ask... got any uh, hot info on Einstein's brain's um, storage situation mm. in the oh, early that, days, that classic commercial radio text, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I know it's you know it's like songs with collars in. And yeah. Where was Einstein's well, brain? Well, don't sneer at it. It got Kate Lawler the Sony nomination. Well, fair enough. Um, I also have to ask Emily: Are you aware that you sound just like David Mitchell's wife, Victoria Corrin? <laughs> I can Uh-oh. only tell that it is not you because I doubt Victoria has such strong views on bootcut jeans. And of course, I'll if you're ever does. in Nottingham, Emily and men are. If you're ever in Nottingham, comma Emily and men are getting you down, I will make you an amazing bacon sandwich. Forgive me, not quite as good as a trip to Sri Lanka, but I'm a student and a cheap date. That's Harriet from Nottingham. Oh, so she's well, saying, I'm quite flattered because yeah. Vicky Corrin is well known for her sexy voice. Yes. I'm glad to be in her company. Yeah, but you know, Vicky Corrin is a is a dear friend of mine. I think mm. those strong, witty, intelligent, entertaining women—they all sound the same. Nice. In the end. Nice. Sound the same. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Before we move on, can I just um, say that we've actually had s- the first text of somebody saying a club that they're actually in at the moment, rather yeah, it's, than it's that been they much used more to be. Retrospective than I thought. Yeah, I think it's possibly because as people get older, they join in less and less. Don't oh, they? I that's, that's certainly not my true. case. I, I'm a very reluctant joiner inner. I'm not even on Facebook or no, Twitter, no. aren't you? Oh, you're on MySpace, though, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Still. No, oh, I, haven't and, even um, che- I haven't checked that for ages. Oh, no <laughs> way. And Friends Reunited is on. <laughs> <laughs> you love that one, Frank, don't you? I, my, um, my MySpace self-harming <laughs> blog, I, haven't, I don't think I've updated for two years. Oh, well, that's good. Um, uh, Charlotte from Great Bar in Brom. Great Bar, yeah. My uh, auntie, uh, auntie Lorna lived in Great Bar. Uh, she says, I'm in the Hillman Imp Club, which celebrated its 50th birthday this week. That's a weird enough club. That's a car, isn't it? Yes, I used to dream of having a G-Reg bottle green uh, Hillman Imp. Automatic, oh, dr- manual. Dream big, why don't oh, you? I don't, know if, I don't know if they came. Automatic. Aim I'm not sure they, I'm not Raise sure your bar, honey. <laughs> I actually See, was but she's in it. She's in that. She's not from her childhood. So I'd like to know what people are in now. I was on an Audi forum. I was a member on an Audi. I had an old Audi about oh, two no. years ago. Can I be honest, Al? That's a little yeah. bit cigar aficionado. It's it close, yeah. isn't it? It's close to. And I don't put you in that Venn diagram. And how? No. What do they discuss on the Audi forum? Things like uh, if you've got a really old Audi and the cam belt goes, what what you should do the and that belt. sort of stuff. You know, I, not that I'm into I that. I don't even know what that is. I remember dri- I had an old Vauxhall Viva and I was driving up the motorway very quickly. Uh-huh. For, as, as fast as you can drive in a 1967 Vauxhall mm. Viva. And the bloke, the mate of mine, said, for God's sake, think of your Conrods. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I, I still don't know what they are. But it was a, it was a, a great... Right. As warnings you should maybe go. check what they are before broadcasted it. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. Might That's not have been true. anything to do with the car at exactly. all. No, exactly. Oh, exactly. Oh, worries me. I hadn't thought of that. I was, You've uh, been the victim of a cruel hoax. Yeah, I was on a um, Western saddle at the time. <laughs> I was on my seat. 
Oh, no. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank and Alan, I'm afraid I've had one of my incidents <laughs> this week. Well, we can, can we get some... Jay cloth. <laughs> some dental. I, I got on a bus. Mm-hmm. Oh, is well, that it? That, actually, that's a big enough thing for Emily. <laughs> okay, we've had some text. No, no, that wasn't the the sole incident. Well, that was hugely traumatic. I was on my way. I'm I'm going to be honest. I've been schooled in the Frank Skinner. It's the school of honesty, really. I was on my way to my shrink. I'm sorry. Okay, I do go to a shrink. That's all right. Um, I'm not ashamed to admit it. And well, you have admitted it. I know. It's too late now. It's out there. Anyway, I was on the bus, and I got on. And then an elderly gentleman got on shortly afterwards, and he had a sort of leather cap on. Really? Yeah. Was it the guy from the Joe Boxers? <laughs> no. But he what looked... was he called? I don't know. Do you remember I the Joe? Know. Have I made Boxer that B. up? Boxer B. I remember, yeah. yeah. Okay, carry on. Anyway, he looked like he might be trouble. Mm. He ju- I could sense well, it. Well, just the leather what cap. Time of day? Was leather cap. What time of day are we talking? It wasn't like We're a night bus. It was a day bus. We're talking 8.45am. 8.45am. Yeah, but how old was he? I'd say 68. You see, for pensioners, that's late night. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had, there was something a bit big Ronish about him. He could turn. Oh, OK. Oh, yeah. right. So, and I was right, because he got on immediately behind me. He pointed to the woman who'd sat down and he went, she's got a bag on that seat. A bag? She's got a bag. I'm a human. <laughs> I couldn't deny it. No. And then he sat down next to me. Oh. And I thought, I don't like you. You've chosen me. So... I decided at that point, even though I'm going to my shrink, I still want to look presentable. I don't want her thinking that everything's gone to pot. No. So I was putting a bit of makeup on, light concealer, and some bronzer. Light concealer. Light I concealer. Like the sounds of. Is, that what the, uh, is that what they used in the Second World War? Yeah. The ARP war. <laughs> and, and a bronzer. So I got up my blusher brush. He turned round. He tapped me on the shoulder, oh. Big Ron. Well, whilst you were applying? Whilst up, mid-application. Could have caused an accident. Yeah. <laughs> He said, um, well, well, I may as well get out my shaving bowl and brush. If you're going to do that, why don't I just go and get the shaving bowl out? That would have been brilliant. <laughs> I would love to get on a buzz and everyone was doing some form of their ablution. Grooming. Yeah, I think good, how good that this time is not being wasted. Mm. I saw a man shaving his face in a service station sink the other day, but really aggressively, like... <laughs> I hate I it when, really you're in a, when you go in a public toilet yeah. and there's a man with his shirt off washing. Oh, I don't like I, that. It's too oh. much. Do you know what? The backstory I find troubling when I see it, if I saw <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the fugitive or yes, something. He's on the run. Exactly. <laughs> I've seen a few people in cars in the morning with an electric razor oh. shaving on the way to... Oh, it's so affair. That is so affair, is isn't it? it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. Um, so anyway, I didn't... I'm I'm known for my zingers sometimes. I'm afraid I didn't have any prepared. Okay. Oh, no. I was too... I said, it's none of your business. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty good, though. In fairness, he was sitting next to me, so yeah. I was. I said, and I don't want to sit next to you anymore. Oh. And I got up and I stormed off, but of course I stood on the bus, so I knew I had to storm. You had to storm past him. I had to storm past him. And then his old knees. Still holding the blusher brush, and then I had to stand in the economy section, you know, the pole when you hold the pole. Oh, yeah. It was awful. The, the next two minutes of the bus ride were hideous, so he hated me. Did he, did he, did he come back with anything? He cat called a bit. He, oh. cat, he called out a bit to me. What, saying what? He just said, oh, I've told you, I've told you, you can't know. And then he kept saying, he said, there's nothing secret. 
There's nothing secret. That's weird, isn't it? Which I thought it's, was quite odd. It's a bit voodoo, like <laughs> yeah. looking in the eyes. It's it's it, was, it wasn't Julian Assange. <laughs> <laughs> Strange. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text us on 81215 or you can follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. <sighs> well done. Thanks very much, everyone. Very composed. Thanks. I think that very, was all right. Cheers. Very composed, yeah. Really. We're still on air. The third hour, you really get into your stride on the announcement. I, I love, I love your third hour. <laughs> I always imagine at home that you think, oh, we've worked out who's there now. But of course, people are tuning in all the time. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Someone then just heard all the time. Someone then just heard time when they tuned in. So you can't. You're not, not going to do this for the whole of the third no, hour. No, you can't cater for everyone. Uh, we, we had an email uh, entitled "Old Dude on Bus," which <laughs> is referring to Emily's <laughs> commuter spat. Mm. Uh, if the old guy on the bus was talking about a shaving ball and brush, presumably he would use a cutthroat razor as well. Mm. I'm not sure if they're as welcome on buses as they used to be. Well, hold on. I he mean, looked I, very cutthroat razor. I, I use a shaving bowl and brush, and uh, I use it with a Gillette G2. Do you? Yeah, you don't have to use a cutthroat. Mm. If you've got one of them out on the bus, so... I hate About seven other people would probably get one out yeah, as well. Exactly. Um, although I do un- understand the commuters, but I wonder if you're... Um, are you allowed to tell cyclists off for cycling with no lights on and whilst on their mobile phone? I always want to give them a little beep as I go past, but then I worry that they'll be terrified and that they'll fall under my car wheels. When you say give them a little beep, do you mean like Steven Spielberg's duel where you're just chasing yes. them? <laughs> exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm less worried that they'll fall off their bike and more worried that I'll be shot through my rear window. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but, you know. I don't, the thing I don't like about commuter spats is... I think you have to pretend emotions don't exist in that area. And when someone brings emotions into <coughs> that uh, that arena, I find I don't like it. My worst one was uh, at the beginning of a long-haul flight. A bloke got on and uh, was a bit passive-aggressive. I had, like, some stuff on his seat, and uh, he didn't give me a chance to move it. He just picked it up and went, is this yours, and just dropped it on the floor. On the and floor? Yeah, it was the... He sounds so like the sort of person I travel with. It was, it was a 24-piece tea service. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't like that. Um... But I then had to sit next to him for the whole of a long-haul flight, oh. thinking, was that really aggressive that he just did, or was it just like... What he was it know, that he dropped on the floor? Like a newspaper and, you know, whatever, like, oh. gobbins that I no, had. Nothing not fragile. Just, that. But it was very... It, I, I'm, I had morbid fantasies about beating him up the whole way to wherever well, I was Well, he going. was probably just frustrated because he couldn't have a cigar till the end of the, <laughs> <laughs> the flight. Yeah, that, and then he opened his magazine and it was um, stick shift cars <laughs> monthly. Of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the, on his, the way his seat was, the, the knot on the back of his jumper was <laughs> just rubbing against Nice it. pinky ring he had, though. Oh, he had, mm. the, he had the full set, let's face it. I, I, was, uh, I got on a flight once, not, not exactly long, call it was to Belfast oh. and a woman started uh, talking to me very uh, um, fervently mm-hmm. um, really talking quite you know a lot was it about Catholicism no just generally and I said to her I was with my girlfriend it's not a great flyer and I said uh, you have to consider now do you want to be one of those people who people go away and say oh god there was this woman next to me on the you didn't actually that say that. Shut up. I did say that. I can't did you? believe you said that. Yeah, that, 
that worked. I, I had to come up with something quick. He's had to be nipped in the bud. Oh, my God. I didn't feel good about it. Oh, now, now you think I'm a bad person. <laughs> I was on Eurostar once, and there was a girl with my girlfriend. There was a bloke sitting in her seat. Um, and I, and there was there was two empty seats next to us. But I thought, well, you know, sit in your own seat. Yeah. That's the deal. So I said, uh, excuse me, you're in... Uh, you're in her seat. And he went, oh, what? What difference is the seat here? Yeah. And I said, um, no, yeah, but that's that's her seat that you're sitting in. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, what do you want me to move from this? And I said, yeah, because you're in her seat and that's not your seat. And um, he said, I've been, I cannot believe this never happened to me. I've been traveling for 25 years. And I said, what, did you miss your stop? <laughs> I got, got quite a few laughs from oh. the compu- commuters, and I thought I've got him now. Oh, and, uh, oh you did a bit of your you material. See, don't hit people; just the great use the power of laughter. Out with them. Mm. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I've never seen this um, program, Game of Thrones, that is uh, popular. Oh, yeah, very popular. It's, uh, it's well, a, I'm a huge fan. I don't, I don't know it, and uh, it's there on my like to-do list. One day I'll watch it. But at the moment, for me, Game of Thrones just sounds like a euphemism for the toilets at Glastonbury or something. Um, <laughs> oh, but, I'm surprised uh, I haven't heard, by the way, from any uh, from the Public Eye fan club. Still haven't <clears> heard back from them. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> uh, but Facebook billionaire Sean Parker is apparently spending nine million dollars on decorations in a Game of Thrones style wedding. Yeah, he's oh. actually paying like a professional landscape company to build fake ruins and bridges and waterfalls and six hundred grand on a gate. That's a lot of money for a gate, isn't it? I mean, I don't know how much you'd pay for a gate, but. That's beyond my gate budget. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot for a gate. I think it's above the going end, rate. But I don't want to say anything in case he takes offence. <laughs> ah, very that's good. A very old joke. Can I say oh. that's good? I had a Game of Thrones themed baptism for my. Uh, did you? Did I you? did. How did that go? Well, what I, I really did because one yeah. of the godparents was yes. um, um, the man that Conleth Hill. He's who the pla- eunuch. He oh. plays Lord Varys, the head eunuch. Yeah. Oh. So you can't get that's more Game of Thrones themed than this, and he was cheap. Was he? Yeah, he, he, he do it he for expenses. He just did it, and <laughs> he actually bought a gift. So uh, wow, you were up. Yeah, he was. He didn't have his shaved head that he has in the program. Oh really? Mm. But um, so he's. Uh, oh, it's good to have an excuse to shave the head. A professional excuse. That's impressive. Well, I'm. I'm that. always. Um, I'm wary. As I think I mentioned before, any man with a shaved head, I'm wary of. But yeah. I think if it if it's done for professional reasons, mm-hmm. that's you know when you when you meet an actor who's got a beard and you say, "Nice beard it's for a part." Yeah, I'd like mm. to have something for a part. Be good, but, but but he has got that advantage. He's, he's in this show, which is massive. Mm-hmm. But oh, when he grows his hair, it's, um, he can just wander about. He can have his way. anonymity. Yeah. Oh, nice. it's, it's, and he doesn't have freaks and geeks coming up to him. No, it's the sort of show business version of the Witness Protection Programme. Nice. Yeah. But he, he lives in, um, in Northern Ireland. And uh, he went to a thing called the Lamas Fair in Ballycastle. Have you ever heard of that? No. I know Ballycastle Angel. And this was when he was filming. Um, he was filming Game of Thrones, so he had the shaved head, so and he, he showed like me a picture. Character. Well, he was on the cover of. Uh, it's a picture on the cover of the uh, of the, the sort of whatever it is, the Northern Ireland newspaper. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And it was just a big crowd at the Lamas Fair, so it was you know it's big you know crowds packing into the Lamas Fair. 
And in one corner, you could see Lord Varys from Game of Thrones. Just standing. <laughs> I hope so. It was like, where's Wally? For, for fantasy enthusiasts. It was such a brilliant, brilliant thing. Well, apparently this Sean Parker chap is a massive uh, Game of Thrones. Do I know oh, Sean Parker? Is he well, famous? Well, I'll tell you exactly. He's a Facebook well, no, billionaire. He founded Facebook. Now, you like the social network, so you know you had the crush on Jesse Eisenberg. Yes, that, that was my obscure crush. It's the one that Justin Timberlake plays, oh, the Playboy one. Oh, it's the sort of loud one who turns up. The Playboy. Up, yeah. I haven't seen it, so he said it was spoil un- it for me. Okay. Oh. They have spent a million on plants as well. Have they? Spoiler alert, they die. <laughs> they so die at the end. A million's a lot of pounds a spent million on yeah. plants. David Copperfield doesn't spend that much on plants. A <laughs> <laughs> um, fine joke there. I, I have to say that um, I worry a bit about themed weddings. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're in a different sort of terrible person category from cigars. I know what you mean, Frank. If anyone says to me I got married in Las Vegas, I always think, oh. <laughs> Also, fast forward 20 years when no one remembers Game of Thrones and they're just going to look like Icelandic tramps, really. Um, Too many cloaks and dreadlocks. But it's true, though. I don't know if we'll ever get... We'll ever reach a stage where no one remembers Game of Thrones. Well, I won't, because I love it. What's the date today? It's May the 4th, of course, uh, 2013. Mm. We spent a good proportion of this morning uh, talking about (laughs) cat weasel. (laughs) This is true. So anything is possible. (laughs) Absolute, absolute Absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, tell you what, why don't we uh, return... Two. <laughs> and also, while we're there, why don't we? When the Fuhrer said, We is the fast race, we higher, higher. Right in the Fuhrer space, not to love the Fuhrer. He's a great disgrace, so we higher, higher. Right in the Fuhrer space. It's the little things in life. I was life. doing some sexy dancing to that. <laughs> you were. You don't see much um, sexy dancing <laughs> done to anti-Nazi propaganda. It's the bit of the Not Venn enough. diagram where um, Disney and satire overlap, isn't it? That it is. Disney uh, satire and National Socialist Germany, <laughs> all mixed into one big cocktail. Uh, have an email from Richard in South Wales. Hello, Mr. Radio Dino and the Cockerel. Oh. Yeah. Uh, two things. First, how is the curd gate going? Lemon curd every day this year. Yes, please. Ah. Uh, that's your... Yeah, I, I must admit that, that once I'd finished the jar... Oh, really? Oh. When? I, even though I got another jar for my birthday, um, I'm, now, I'm currently I'm curdless. Are you? Are you? Are you out of curds? But I, every day this week I've had rice pudding. If that, if Yum. That, yeah. That's Why would that happen? That, Did you just have a I'll tell you what, I, he, will have been, he will have been sent some. Do you That's remember while I, I was so. ill a couple of weeks ago? Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, my girlfriend's mum actually said, you should have some rice pudding if you can't eat anything. And I had some rice pudding and I thought, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot how good rice pudding mm. was. Ambrosia. From a, I think, I don't know what it was, it was oh. tinned, certainly. Oh, yeah. Do you know there's only four ingredients? No. Here's a game, actually, if you're going for a long bank holiday drive <laughs> this weekend. What are the four ingredients of tin rice pudding? So can you get them? Okay, uh, um, cream, milk. Well, milk, not yeah. cream. Milk. I'd go rice, Rice milk, is in there. Sugar, mm. butter. Rice, milk, sugar is correct. Oh, there's one other oh, one. No, you see, this is, like, this is <laughs> like those two members of the Magnificent Seven that it's quite hard to get. 
Rice, mm. milk, sugar. Yes, I'm talking Brad Dexter and Hearst Buchholz, if you're trying to remember at home. Mm. The other five are easy. Um, yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Yeah. Cinnamon. I'll give you a clue. If, no. if you've got a jar or a tin Vanilla. of it and they realised, no, no and, and, and they hadn't put this ingredient in, you'd be fully entitled to go, no way! <laughs> way. It's way. Oh. <laughs> That's what it is. I don't even know Very what good. way is. All I know is that it attracts spiders. I know nothing else it's about way. I know it's related to curds in some way. Yeah. Curds and way. It's hard. I've, I've replaced my curd um, intake with way. I'm steadily working my way through Little Miss Moffat. Hmm. There you go. That's a quote I don't really want to... Well, he's also... <laughs> coming back to me. May I just say that Richard in South Wales is yet another person who is issuing the question mark that I'm so fond of that everybody else dislikes. Yeah, you know, um, but people dash... Th they dash these things off in a fever. But he's missed out on a question mark on uh, how is curd gate going, and then he says in brackets, ever tried lime or orange curd? Again, no question mark. I mean, these are questions. Oh, oh look, you know, for I know, I know, I know. He's joining me. Yeah, but have you ever tried lime or orange no. curd? No. No, me neither. I was What's this Frost Nixon interrogation? <laughs> the lime curd. It would have been a great question. But have you? Have you? That's I next wish, week's text, I wish David it? Frost had said, tell me, President, have you ever tried lime or orange curd? Well, when you're a president. Um, <laughs> Lull him into a I would have done that. I would have thrown that in. Yeah. I've got to be straight with you. I didn't know they existed. No. What, lime curd? Uh, there must it be. feels very E-number heavy. Yeah, mm. it must be a More beautiful colour. Yeah, I don't like this. I don't... Mm. I'm not a big fan of chemicals in my food. Um, it'll have a sort of alco pop, like thick alco pop. It's what it must look like. Yeah. He mm. adds. Secondly, I couldn't believe when talking about silent films in the MGM Lion that the line "Roaring Twenties wasn't used. Good, good point. Good point. Well made. Mm. Yeah. And Maybe I can't that. believe that we didn't mention the uh, the film being the main attraction. We could have oh. done that as well, oh. couldn't we? And I can't Sterling believe work. I didn't sing that song. Remember when I told you I was in Africa with Comet Relief and the teacher sang a song to the kids uh -huh. in the school. And it was about lions, mm. which um, in Africa is quite a sort of relevant yeah. topic. And it was something I'd never, I'd never considered about the lion before. But he says, it sort of went, a lot, I won't do the voice. Mm. He went, a lion. And they went, a lion. And he says, a lion has a tail. And they all repeat that. And he says, it has a big head and a very small waist. <laughs> <laughs> That's never struck me before. You have to see lions on a regular basis to think, you know, lovely, slim waist. But a, uh -huh. mm, that lion's They're got. a bit Kardashian, the lions. <laughs> yeah. They love their curves. Yeah, they're, they're sort of um, Dallas women. Big yeah. head, small waist. <laughs> but who'd have ever thought that about a lion? And it's lovely. You feel like you could get your hands around a lion's waist. Mm. If you do, hold on tight. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We're still in the corner. Mm. Um, by the way, Richard, who sent that previous email about Curdgate, mm. he mm -hmm. did sign off, didn't he, Al, by saying... Um, Toodles. Well, he also said, no nights move, Emily sounds slightly intimidating. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I like to think of that as a good natural selection process. <laughs> <laughs> you are. If you, if you can't handle me, I don't, I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Actually, I think we've stumbled <laughs> on, a, on, on a truth there, that these many people offering nights moves <laughs> for you, you'd eat them for breakfast, they'd be terrified, wouldn't they? I'll have bacon, but hold the butty. <laughs> <laughs> Always hold the butty. Yeah. Um, next, Tim. 
Your pickled onion retrieval device has already been invented <laughs> here in France. Oh, yeah. I was on oh, about yeah. the fact that I hate having to probe into a jar of pickled onions with my fingers. And they're, they're, they're evasive characters. Mm, the I best did point out at the time that there were spoons and forks available for such thing, but you're, yeah, you're pure, but, aren't you? you like it's to... that moment when, when you just catch one on the flank and slide off mm-hmm. and, and you get the mm-hmm. sound of fork against glass. Mm-hmm. It's unbearable. Mm. I can't eat for an hour afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so the cheese is curling on its sandwich, waiting for the pickled onion that never came. But this, um, this is... Well, this, uh, this Tim character continues. Mm. Jars of gherkins and silver skin onions come with a plastic strainer oh, at the bottom oh, of the, the jar skins. with a central stalk going up to the top of the jar. Take the lid off and pull up the stalk, then just take the drained gherkins slash onions from the top of the jar. That is... Excellent. I just don't understand why we haven't got this. When apparently Europe are telling us that bananas mm. have to be straight, but we haven't got one of the best things that Europe has to so offer. So a base and a central. Yeah. See what we, what Brilliant. I might do is when I buy great pickled idea. onions, I might uh, transfer them to a cafetiere. That's a great idea. Which oh, would work. Yeah, your exactly. coffee will taste lovely. Remind me to order something new <laughs> yes. when I next come round. And then when Easter agents come round, they'll Frank- want to buy your house. It'll <laughs> yeah. be perfect. Thanks, onion this. coffee. People come, to buy, people come to buy the house, the smell of pickled onions will <laughs> draw them in. You know what? It's going to be like Newman's own salad dressing. Lovely. Skinner's yeah. pickled onion <laughs> coffee. <laughs> no, but what a great idea. That's the French. Maybe yeah. I could get that on the internet. Or oh, something. you like them now. You've gone off them on the Eurostar. <laughs> Minute, off okay. the French. I mean, you can't generalise on one on one I love, narky commuter. I love Frenchmen. I wish they have affairs, but I love them. Um, they? Yeah, I am. I, I imagine in now that this like a plastic thing in the pickled onion, but in the shape of the Eiffel Tower. Oh, so when you pull it up, Frank. the wider base of the tower brings the onions. Go for the uh, novelty pickled onion market. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's a greater symbol of England and France joined together than the tunnel, Concord, the EU. But yeah. Pickled onions Vanessa Paradis. lifted by the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. How beautiful. Uh, Tim says, on another subject many years ago... Oh, oh, Tim. Yeah, well, he says he listens to it regularly in southwest France. Mm. On another subject, many years ago, I stood next to Alan Sugar at the urinals in Langens. Lovely. He left without washing his hands. Mm. He's a busy man. (laughs) (laughs) I never wash my hands after. He seems like he he could get a bit claggy. No, just the urinal thing, I don't. Mm. I don't. I, you know what I do? I, oh, extraordinary admission <laughs> on Absolute Radio. I find if you wash your private parts, then you don't need to oh. wash your hands. <laughs> See, that way, that way, that way one, one wash can save a whole day of other washes. Absolute, Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I've got a bit of sad news to report, boys, this oh. week. I know you're a Jerry fan, Frank, so you'll be very sad to hear that Viva Forever, the Spice Girls musical, turned out it wasn't really forever. That's going to close. You are kidding. No. (laughs) Oh, no Closing early. I have to say... Uh, Early closing, the horror of early closing, that's Frank's uh, chapter three in his autobiography. As soon as I saw that story come up on Google News, I, um, I texted my friend Robin with a text that said, we need to act now. <laughs> because um, me, me and her have been... Uh, oh, I thought it was Robin Asquith. No, me, me and her have... Yeah, I said, Robin, put some clothes on, we're going to the theatre. Yeah. Now, um, my friend Robin, it's, it's a lady, 
and uh, I said... Oh, I know, uh, Robin, I love her. Yeah, and uh, I saw her recently and she said, we've got to go to the Spice Girls musical, oh. what are we doing? And then uh, and suddenly it's uh, oh. time's ticking. Well, well, good news it. is, you'll, oh yeah, you'll get a ticket as well. Well, will I? You see, I'm well, wondering yeah, if pe- people who like, who like us have been putting off and they're going to think, well, we better move fast. Suddenly they'll realise they've got a, a hit on their hands and it's too late. Yeah. The Sunday Times said three hours of tedious cliche, yeah. which could be this show. In fact. <laughs> I was going to say, which, <laughs> which review were you reading? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the Sony judges <coughs> said that of our show. Well, I mean, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised in a way because if two people like yourselves, who I would say are right on the Venn diagram, you both go to visit the musical theatres <laughs> and mm. you're How both you? fans of the Spice Girls, I would who say. Isn't? Yeah. <laughs> um, and you haven't been, so you're sort of yeah. Because part of the problem. I thought yeah. I thought it would be Not on for like five years. What's the rush? I thought uh, I had no idea that it was suddenly going to go forever. like this. It reminds me of when Darius was in Gone with the Wind, and he played right that that folded. I think he might have only had about eight weeks worth of performances what about mike reed's oscar wilde i'm so glad someone ra- raised that yeah <laughs> one night one, one mike night. reed as in eastenders mike reed no mike reed as in um try to look like cliff richard oh yeah, yeah. mike reed the dj who banned uh, relax by frankie yeah. goes to hollywood that's right yeah yeah he's lasted one night he's, i mean it can happen but the spice mm. girls yeah you'd think also you know when, have you ever done this when you're talking about doing a show or something like that yeah. and, you, and you're coming up for a title and people say, no, don't call it that. Because if you call it um, yes, st- um, going out, yeah. people will say, yeah, and I'll be glad to be going out when this programme's on. So they always try to double <laughs> guess what the lyric... I what had the, exactly what the this conversation with uh, Ricky Flanagan in um, 2005 when I did a show at the Edinburgh Festival called Comedy with Sad Bits. And before going, literally the night before I went, he went... Aren't you worried that the press are going to say comedy with bad bits? <laughs> I was thinking, no, not until now. <laughs> well, comedy with uh, schnor bits, if they were, <laughs> if they were Bernie Winters. I could have sold a lot more tickets, couldn't I? Yeah. But I think, <laughs> he Frank, did comedy with you've got a point, because Gone with the Wind, same problem. Yeah, the other film did all right. Well, this is true, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but they could, you know, there are other, they could have called it Stop or um, Goodbye yeah. or Too Much, all other titles of... Uh, Girl Power? yeah. yeah. All those would have worked and yeah. been more apt. I, I think, think it's because it... of Thatcher, because she was, um, as Jerry Halliwell said, the original Spice Girl, and then she deleted her tweet. <laughs> oh, so you think the uh, the death of Thatcher has well, the death uh, of the original closed the musical? Oh. The death of the original Spice Girl has had an impact on the Spice Girls musical. That's a very yeah. interesting... It's obvious. The answer's staring us in the face. <laughs> Come on. That is an interesting theory as well. Absolute, absolute, absolute. radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were talking about the Spice Girls musical closing. Yeah. Quite a sad day, really. Oh, I'm it is. gutted, I can't tell you. I mean, I haven't seen Kez or Skyfall yet, but <laughs> I'm now probably not going to get to see Viva Forever or whatever it's called. No, you won't. I'll tell you what it was like. <laughs> Do you think I should pay or should I try and get freebie? <laughs> <laughs> defo, defo freebie. Yeah, but it seems, you know, on a singing... Give them a few quid. Yeah, you can always claim it, can't you? I like there was a musical that apparently closed after six performances based on the Turin Shroud. Oh, I'd love to have seen that. Oh, yeah. Who came up with that idea for a musical? It'll come around again. I hope so. We'll go and see that. We've had some text as well. 577. Mm. Um, 
first time live listener, long time podcast listener, I make a mean lemon curd and would be happy to try making you all some lime curd. That's a lovely offer, <laughs> but it it falls into the category of what I would call fan food. And one of the show business rules is never <laughs> eat fan food because there's a lot of people out there who want to poison you. <laughs> I'm not suggesting for a second you're one of them. But she's I'd put um, what the ingredients are. Emily doesn't need yeah, to worry about put, artificial colours. She's put the from butter, eggs, sugar, and the juice and zest of the fruit. And yeah, plutonium. But, yeah, but she's not going <laughs> to mention rice in, is she? As if that's not going to be. That's not how poisoners work. Oh, really? I find they are oh, okay. in the main underhand. <laughs> We've got one already in the organisation. So, so it's a lovely offer, but if you. Um, um, if you send it to us, we'll have to um, have an isolated expl- explosion <laughs> <laughs> to destroy it on waste ground. That said, so. if anyone French wants to send us pickled onions with those jars, with the, I'd be interested in seeing know, the again, mechanical device. Again, in they'll action. be injected with mercury. Why are they available in the UK? It's not right. Get them on the um, internet. You can get everything on the internet. I now. might. I might get on the internet. We've got through an entire three-hour show without mentioning... The snooker, which I'm quite relieved because you two, I hate it. I hate it when you two talk about the snooker. <laughs> I feel like it's 1977 Working Men's Club and I find it very depressing. Oh, no. But it's, it's, I, I mean, don't mind this snooker. Do you know why? Uh, uh, is it because really there's one really good match and yes! one really rubbish match? It's because of Judd. Judd Trump. Oh, oh. Judd. Judd the stud. What, is do, that? You, do, you, do you find him attractive, Judd? Yes, he's a. I think he's he's called a cutie. They've been calling him. <laughs> really, he's got his own brand of naughty snooker. That's what they say when he introduces. Oh, well, him. I lo- I love him. He's brilliant yeah. player. But yeah. he used to, um, he used to have one of those. You know those chrysanthemum cots that's popular with the mm-hmm. young men. Yes, he used to have one of those. But um, I don't know if his hair is going a bit. But the way he's cut it now, it's very brother Cadful. Yes, it's slightly oh, yeah. cut. It is. It is. Um, <laughs> he could be like that. One of the uh, assistants to the apothecary in a in a medieval monastery is, is how he looks to me now, which is a different. He's uh, no Ray Reardon, but I'm still a fan. No, I, well, he's 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 brilliant. I, I mean, happy watching this bank holiday to yeah. anyone who's playing. I don't, mm. I'm not going to be able to see much, but. Um, Brilliant. I'll be reporting on it next week. But I love the fact that the other semi-final is just rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) And just just like two blokes from a pub have turned up. Can we just wish best of luck to both of them, whose names we can't even recall right now? Hawkins? No, I don't think we should name them just for their own (laughs) (laughs) self-respect. I think they should play in masks. They're playing so badly. I think their game might pick up. No, it won't. <laughs> I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I think they'll win a, a maximum of three frames in the final, whoever wins that. I same. like this. You anyway. two talking about what you think will happen Top in break, the bad snooker tournament. <laughs> anyway, I think that's probably enough um, talk sport. Um, <laughs> it's been uh, lovely. Thanks for all your... Lots of texts on it today. Thanks for joining in, everyone. And um, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Uh, now get out. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio.